This is the Podcast Derbio Blacklist Podcast for this week's episode, Miles McGrath, number 65. Keep trying not to call him Mark McGrath. <laughs> <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> I, was, I, guess that was what, I was like, Miles McGrath? Why does that sound familiar? It's probably Mark McGrath. That's probably what I was thinking. And I've been, uh, yeah. He's, he's kind of that age, almost kind of had that look. And uh, although, you know, he was definitely trying to be a Zuckerberg or. You know, I had I had a couple issues with that because it was the whole, um, you know, on screen, you know, the Zuckerberg. But it's like, who's that? <laughs> like, how right. do you? I mean, Zuckerberg's kind of a household name, and if you're in if you're in a you know law enforcement, you're gonna know some of this stuff, especially for the type of things that they do. You know, so it was. Yeah, I think like one person one in the room might have been Liz said, "Why do I know that name?" or something like that, but. Yeah. yeah, it seemed odd that not everybody in the... And Arum didn't go, oh, he's my hero, or something like that. Right, you know? right. <laughs> like, how would Arum not know yeah. every everything about this guy? This is something he'd probably read, be well-versed on. Yeah, it was. I, I was like, uh, I got some... Yeah, I don't know. I, I had a couple little issues on things like that in, in this one. It's like, oh, you know, what's his name? Kirk, Kirk's got uh, properties all over the world. Didn't you guys not know who he was right two months ago how the hell do you know he's got properties and stuff all over the world i wonder if it's from the stuff that they gathered from the house but i don't know why at this one little vacation home he would keep all of his records it seemed like there was so much stuff there that uh yeah, like, they got uh it, it, you know some of this stuff like the diary i would have thought would have been in like a safe deposit box somewhere not just sitting out in that house to be picked up on so yeah but I would say that uh, I was right, and I'm probably not the only one, but uh, Kirk obviously needs the bone marrow transplant. Oh, we, we called that like last, last year. year. Yeah, so uh, it's, yeah, it's good like, that that's officially that. come out. And, yeah. <laughs> and and that, that, the, that there's the lie uh, that he's has, and, and I like how Red explained it. It's He didn't want to save Liz or the baby from Red. He wanted to just save her for for himself so that he could yeah he wanted to save them for him yep. yeah so he could use them and yeah this whole episode's built around this uh, virus that i guess could give him leukemia which creates excess blood cells as described in the show so it got would, lost on the medical side yeah uh, it would help him live a little longer i i'm not as versed in some of that stuff as i used to be uh but i'm gonna trust the show on that one yeah, what other problems? You said you had a bunch of problems. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was that, the... Okay. Uh, I had a real issue with the badge thing. I don't, there is no way in hell an FBI agent that has that type of badge is going to be across the desk, let mm -hmm. alone it's not on his person. Right. Um, and, and I have a personal experience in this type of stuff. Um, to some extent, this is what I do at my own company. And, you know, we watch us like a hawk. I mean, remember that scene from uh, uh, Iron Man 3 with, yep. with Happy? Where's your badge? Where's your badge? Where's your badge? Where's your badge? Yep. It's like that. I mean, that's, you know, FBI is way worse. Um, I'm, I'm, I know this for a fact with federal agents. I can guarantee with federal agents that listen to this are going, oh, yeah, that's just dumb. There's no way it wouldn't be on his person. Yeah, that should have been on like those little zip lines or whatever on, on his on a, a lanyard. Or, 
would have been on a lanyard, basically between between belt buckle and collar, where it can be seen at all times or something. I know the rules because I helped write them for my own company. Right. So, yeah, that scene, and and then the the, the thing they do in movies and television all the time with you see her in the office going through all her stuff. It's like, oh, she's going to get caught. She's going to get caught. You know, the whole Mission Impossible thing. But obviously, uh, she gets away, and it was all part of the plan. So it was just a, it was just yeah. a vehicle so that they can get the uh, the information, because it really yeah. resulted in nothing. It was it was kind of a throwaway scene. They could have just the information could have just been in a box in, uh, you know, wrestler's office, and he could just like when he let them look through that one box, he could say, yeah, it, here, and you could take that one too. It showed their cooperation and kind of their. Uh, improvisation and her quote unquote acting skills and all that kind of fun stuff. And oh. I like how they did it the right way. Like, we actually can't touch this because you are victims. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm right? totally good with that. Yep. That makes sense. You know, um, but, I, but did, yeah. I did pick up on the good cop, bad cop pretty much right away. <laughs> she she uh, like, played into it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you really kidding me? And I don't know. I don't know about the FBI and maybe some federal agents can tell me usually offices are not badged like that. Not, a, not, not like an individual person's office. Isn't usually badged like that. You know right. what I mean? Um, like a section of an office outside of a quarter, but not usually it's like a person's office. And given the recent history with Liz and Tom, whether it be falsely accused or not to take a meeting with them seemed a little unusual. Uh, well, they, I mean, they have some pull, um, yeah. and, you they, know, they just seem to walk right into this meeting. It, you know, it, it didn't seem like it was, uh, uh strings yeah. were pulled for them to get in there and talk. So g- given all the, in, they are victims. Yeah. And obviously they were in there talking about being victimized uh, yeah. to the guy and use that as their, their angle. Yeah. But uh, she comes away with the mother's diary. Which... Yeah, did you know she could read Russian? I didn't know she could read Russian. I didn't know that either. She, it was I. I actually thought like, yeah, it's in Russian. Yeah, I didn't um, know that. <laughs> so yeah, Liz, Liz, Liz can read Russian. Good, good to know. Uh, now, why on earth? I mean, she was a terrible spy. She was a horrible, horrible spy. Right. Because she wrote it down in a diary that she was spying on the man <laughs> right. in Russian. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, here you go. You know, I'm I'm dating because he was he was sent. She was sent to spy on it. He was a naval officer, right? Hey, she was planted know. to uh to. Hey, we're just gonna run a routine background check and sweep you. Hey, look, here's your lover's diary written in Russian where she talks about spying on you. <laughs> Really? I know. It's like they're trying to work in the, the personal side of the story and kind of disregard everything else at this stage. But it it's funny how they are still kind of rolling eyes over who the father is. You know, it, 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 it's like I caught that too. Reddington's never actually confirmed it. Like there was something. Where was it? I gotta see if I had it in my notes. Oh, we did get her year of birth, which was good. Uh, Nineteen eighty-five. You yep. know, we got confirmed. Um, so she's thirty-one as of this this show, uh, or as of, as of this episode. 
But um, Liz, yeah, Liz makes the comment uh, while they're at the grave about him being the father, and Red kind of paused. He paused, yeah, he, and then he moved on to another subject. Changed the subject. And we we've, we've caught this before, haven't right. we? Where he's never really confirmed it. Yeah, he's he's kind of confirmed it but never you know he hasn't actually denied it it's kind of lying by omission or well, and the whole ending sequence talking about the bone marrow issue and he was kind of inferring that kirk believes he has an heir that would have the bone marrow that would cure him but wouldn't actually say but he doesn't because i'm the father not him or whoever may be the father but he was kind of inferring that uh, Kirk is believes incorrectly that he has a family member or a descendant that would have yeah. the appropriate uh, marrow for him. It's they're not going to give it up to us straight up for a while, and even if they do, say next week or whenever. Did uh, you catch the so? Did you catch the other thing on that? When she's like, oh, Masha is safe because it doesn't go down the father, the the male, or does it get past the sons or whatever? Right. And then she got all like, uh, but wait, there's another. Um, yeah, what was going on? The the look on the mother's face with this little uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. It, it was like she was realizing something. Um, <laughs> can't believe I'm going to say it, but unless they want to take a route of uh Liz being born with both <laughs> to tackle the subject matter of the day. <laughs> but I, I, she, I, I she did get pregnant. Correct. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, you know, my my thing is is okay, we have Leia, now where's Luke? Um Yeah, you're right. It's probably more like that. <laughs> and uh gosh, I, I th- there was so much in that there was all these little moments with the mother that especially in that one scene with the pausing while the reading and they're trying to confuse us and rightly so because I still don't believe I, I'm not of the opinion Kirk's the father. Yeah. It, it's too easy unless we're sprinting to the end of the series because it's kind of relevant because if you take him out of the picture as a bad guy you lose some of that story, some of the interest in that side of the story. So there always has to still be that mystery about what happened the night of the fire, who uh, is Liz's father. And it's been the overriding question we've had from the beginning. Okay, so what else do you have on this one? I mean, that has been the question. I mean, we've been asking that since episode one, Mm -hmm. season one. Um Oh, uh, what else do I get? Other stuff I can't read. Um, I'm sick of the everybody hates Liz thing. I still, it still bothers me that everyone's mad because it's it's, it's not like she had been planning it for months prior either. It was kind of planned on the fly when she went into labor. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like she had a moment to let them know, and she yeah. knows she was keeping it from them. She was keeping it from everybody. It was part of her plan. She's trying to protect her family. I don't understand why these friends can't understand that. Yes, maybe they feel a little betrayed that they that she didn't trust them to tell them. But you get over that. 
th- this right. seems to be something they're hanging on to really hard, and like Navabi's filling out transfer orders because she can't even stand to look at her. I mean, it's just it it's it's over the top and dumb. I just don't like it. I don't like that part of the storyline. It's going to annoy me until they're all buddies again. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's bugged me all so, season. <laughs> question of the day. I mean, the real question that came out of this entire episode. <laughs> Who's the girl? I know. Go Aram. Um, Aram. So. <laughs> I know it was. Uh, and they were really setting that up. They were really setting up too when uh, the, seeing the door open that it was going to be one of those red is coming in to call on him. I mean, I almost thought that as, at first. As soon as he didn't go, uh, I got a problem, and just put the phone down and just leave the mic on. Right. I'm like, something's you know, this is this isn't. He, he, we're getting a rope it up. We're you know, we're getting. Right. It was like, oh, hi there, like Hooker, he, is she he, Hooker. He knew who was coming. I don't think so. I mean, he's met somebody else. He's moved on. Okay. And I'm good with that. And and it was interesting how they kind of played that with Navabi that uh, she was you know getting ready to send her transfer request, but before she did it, she thought maybe she could. She was going to stick around for him. May, maybe okay. maybe make it work and not but, she she effed that up. That is all on her. Yeah, she can't be mad at him. She was the one that screwed yeah. that relationship up because that one yeah. was clicking nicely. We all loved it, and uh, yeah, you know, he's he's moved on from it. Her loss. The other, uh, let's see, we got Mr. Kaplan stuff. Yeah. I, I just like I mean, vague little scenes uh, of her crawling through the woods and getting dragged by a man in a Rottweiler out of the woods. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's set up. That'll be an ongoing. She may become, she may become a blacklister. I was going to say, she, she probably could be one of our single digit people for her yeah. value and use. Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure how she'll come back into it. I don't think she's going to come back into it with a you know, vengeful attitude to, I'm going to turn on red. I, I'm not sure how she'll come back. But Yeah. Uh, well, uh, like, yeah it, it, she's not going to, she's not going to rat on him or anything like that. I mean, there's nothing to really rat on. I mean, she knows a lot of his resources and all that, but is she going to be a part of bringing down his organization? No, I doubt it. I don't think that's in her character because she understood why he was doing what he was doing and she wasn't really faulting him for it. Uh, cause she under she understood what was happening, but I don't know if she comes back. I don't know how she comes. Maybe she tries to come back to make amends. She'll she'll be the one in the end to save the baby, and gets killed doing it. Yeah, and you know, Red holding her forgives her or something like that. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we had our one of our other uh, Red associates briefly back in there with the torture guy. What? What? Was he do? Was he bathing that dude in butter? Because that was kind of the impression that I got. I mean, that's what I wrote down. Was he bathing the captive in butter? Uh-huh. Now, was this guy something related to this episode that he was torturing? Or it's just something that he happened to be there, and this guy was torturing somebody. I think it was just something in the background, and I think it was slightly awesome. But yeah, you know, I thought it was great. I just, I'm like, I don't think this has anything to do with the story. I think this is just Red. Red's kind of hanging out at this guy's place, and in mean, in the meantime, in the background, he's just torturing this guy by lathering him in oil. Got- like five things going on um yeah you know so yeah red <laughs> red's organization's always humming 
So he's got something going on. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else? I, I mean, I had I had a bunch of little issues with this. Uh, so, hey, I know I'm like one of the smartest criminals out there, and I really don't want you to go after this guy, but I'm going to give you his name anyway, just so you can go foil everything. Why on earth would Red give that name if he didn't want them doing anything? Because he kind of wanted them to. But what? No, no, he didn't. <laughs> he was all pissed off about it. He did not utilize them at all in this one. First, I was like, is he doing it to get him to scurry and get him to bolt? And I'm like, no, it was actually, it was, it made, it did make things difficult. Why on earth did he tell her at all? He knew exactly what she was going to do. If he didn't, he's an idiot. Right. Um, so yeah, little things like that in this one. Um, the yeah. whole, you know, so that, the the CDC thing really kind of aggravated me, <laughs> right? So, yeah, the whole unscheduled train uh, does not happen. Right. That, that cannot. You can't, it cannot can't happen. happen. It's, that's dangerous. <laughs> I, yeah, I get, I can deal with the uh, turn and the tracks and those put up within three weeks and getting all that into a secret, uh, you know, bungalow, Quonset hut, hangar type. I, that I can buy, but a the the unscheduled train and the other thing is is again I know how some of this stuff works. Seventy two hours. Who? What facility only has a backup generator that runs for seventy two hours? There's usually a minimum of a week of one hundred and twenty plus hours, and all they have to do is bring in diesel to keep it running. And right. I guarantee you, the CDC has their own damned uh uh their own grid. I, yeah. I, I thought the same thing. That if, if you have a facility that is storing these types of things, this is not something that you would be one almost 100% dependent upon public power. Yeah. You, you would have your own resources that, you know, if there was a major meltdown and there was nowhere to get it to by train within appropriate amount of time, it could survive there for weeks. So yeah. you're absolutely right. Uh, I was bothered by that, it, but it was just a vehicle to get it moved. Uh, they, they they could have done other things, but it was supposed Somebody to be did research. I mean, on, on a few things on this episode, I loved this episode as much as I'm bagging on it and I'm nipping right. it. I actually really enjoyed this episode. No, I was drawn into the episode. I really enjoyed it as well. But uh, yeah, it's just they they well because we like the I mean I like the action. I like the 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 jump the jumping onto the train and all of that and getting down in there and I love the little you know there's a guy in there with the computer and they're gradually taking stuff out and I liked all that as ridiculous as it is I mean there's lots of movies we like that are just ridiculous but we like them because it's entertaining and yeah. that's kind of what this episode was there's was a lot of ridiculousness yeah. but it was entertaining but Tom it, just happens to know what the Rabowski virus is yeah. I mean, he's a smart guy. Yeah. But he just, you know, happens to know what the Rubowski virus is. But I love Tom doing his, you know, Matt Damon moments when he's. Yeah. When he's undercover, when he's and, playing a character. It, we, uh, we're not. Uh, there's going to be a pilot or a spinoff of this where he goes with, with, uh, with Mama Spy. Yep. And 
does, you know, with Famke Jamson there and, and does something. So it's kind of setting up for, I guess, a little bit of that, even more so. We're going to see, yeah, a lot of his undercover work, and it'll be kind of a probably like a James Bondy type. Yeah. What was what was that organization? Halliburton? Uh, Halcyon or something like that? Halcyon. I'd have to go back to last year. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Susan Hargrave. Hargrave. Was the mom. uh Hellison or Helican or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember how it's pronounced. Yeah, there'll there'll be some show about that, which which uh, yeah would be fun because I I we love that character. Yeah. I, I have no problem with that. Um. Yeah. Uh, other than that, at one point the body in the booth disappeared. Um. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like maybe it's an angle. No. No, it's gone. <laughs> it's it's gone. I love that scene. That was hysterical. You were saying. <laughs> right, <laughs> that was so so red. That was so good. Um, all right. Well, I, that's really kind of I've started off all my stuff here. Yeah, that uh, could, actually could have been a better scene if there was a little more to it. Uh, it because I love when Red has his scenes with somebody and he tells a nice story and kind of plays the person for five minutes. But it was a pretty quick scene. Yeah, so this McGrath guy was really. I mean, he, it was, you know, he was, he was caught out of his element. It, yeah, sure. He was a great strategist. He was not planning for that and had no way out of it. No. Uh, eh, that's all right. You know, and <laughs> you play Call of Duty in Call of Duty. You should. It's right. fun. <laughs> I, remember, uh, I wrote that down. Do you play Call of Duty? Yeah. It's a, just to remind you that he's a computer geek or gamer geek and yeah, type guy. You had to be reminded of that. I'm checking my notes. I got nothing else, really. I wrote down very early, uh, I heart Aram, but I don't remember why. Because um, he hugged Liz to kind of forgive her. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was during that time. Uh, it was uh, it was before the graveyard scene, but I don't remember what he did that I wrote that down. He kind of uh, went back and forth. I mean, he kind of gave her that reluctant hug. Like I said, it just bothers me that because he should be the one that you know would would forgive quickly. But even then, they had a, the later moment where he says, well, I'm still mad at you, too. It's like, gosh, people, just let's move on from this story. I, yeah. it, it's bugging the hell out of me, and it's it's got to move on from it. Because, you know, if you want to have one person be the representative you know of it, let, let Navabi be that person. But let everybody yeah. else move on. He, does, he doesn't really hold grudges. So he's he's kind of in a – this is kind of the longest thing that he's, he's held. Because right. um, he wasn't even all that mad with Navabi for – No, he know, got over it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, apparently because he's got some. He's moved on. Or whatever. Whatever. I don't know. Some college co-ed. I don't. I have no idea. She was young. For him. Yeah, yeah. She was young. Well, he's not old. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah so trip. she sent the transfer request, and gosh, maybe they'll just transfer her off the show, and then we could be done with her. I never really uh, liked her anyway. Around that, I it'll know. be. A, I got my request, but now I don't want to go. Yeah. Oh, woe is me! What do I do? Yeah, you'll see her burn it or something like that, and. Or she goes and she becomes the counter agent on Tom's show. Could be. Oh. Or she, yeah, she goes back to. I mean, she wasn't. She was Masad. Masad. So she goes back to them and just. Yeah, maybe she becomes a recurring character there, so they get yeah. her out of this show to put her on that one. Could be interesting there. That is interesting because she was on loan, right, to the FBI. So what is she transferring? Right. This is. I mean, she's like the Ziva character in, yeah, NCIS. Uh, she was the person that was just kind of here 
as a liaison helping out. Yeah. So, right. But she was writing something to a U.S. government agency yeah. I didn't, in that email. So uh, sure. transferring within there, I don't know. Mm. Maybe it could be sloppy writing for all we know. Oh, but there was a lot of that in this episode. Yeah. They need to bring us in. We can do this better. <laughs> yeah, because they use the, uh, for the, I did kind of sneak a look at the preview for next week, which didn't tell us anything other than the, the cliched hell hath no fury line. Um, like a, like a mother whose child was taken or whatever, like, or separated from her child. So it'll be badass Liz and red episode next week is what I expect. And maybe we can kind of move through this storyline and get it over with and get on to the next part. But I don't think it's over that quickly. I think this is the fall season. I think we're chasing this baby for several episodes. And we're just going to, every week, get a little bit closer, killing blacklisters along the way. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, the fall episode will take us probably right, or the fall season will take us right around Thanksgiving, maybe just a little bit thereafter. And then that's it. That's usually how this show is run. And then it kind of goes on a six-week break. So that's what I expect will happen. But that's it for me on this one. You got anything else? Nope. We'll wrap that's it up. It. All right. So you can go ahead, uh, email us at blacklist.podcasterbia.com. You can go on Facebook or Twitter at podcasterbia and find us there. And uh, iTunes reviews and all that stuff. We love it. So that's it for this week's episode. Miles McGrath, number 65. And we'll see you next week. Not everybody.